ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Are We Chill podcast. Today is September 7th, 2021. On today's podcast, we have current captain of the San Jose Barracuda, Jacob Magna, former Anaheim Duck as well, but just an all-around great guy. We met Jacob not too long ago through a family friend, the Thompsons. Awesome, awesome young man. Jacob was just so humble, talking about family, talking about the game of hockey, the ups, the downs, the in-betweens, and we just can't be more excited to bring this to you. And CG, what do you got to add about our buddy Jacob? Magnamania, baby. This is a complete beauty. This is an epi you do not want to miss. He was awesome. So sit back, relax, and please keep it chill. Jacob, welcome to the Are We Chill podcast. Let's let's, uh, just give you some background. So drafted by the Anaheim Ducks, made some stops with the Vegas Golden Knights organization, now with the San Jose Sharks. But more importantly, there's a degree of separation here with family, friends, the Thompson family. Um, Jacob, welcome to the Are We Chill podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy to happy to be on. Yeah, man. Thanks. Let's get actually. Let's start backwards. Let's start with the Thompson family. So obviously, well, the hockey stuff will come later. But that, for me personally, man, how much I love this family is beyond words. Tell me a little bit how you met the Thompsons and and just got to know them over the years. Yeah, I mean, we could probably spend uh, a couple hours just talking about the Thompsons, but uh, yeah, Ron and my dad actually are, uh, they go way back, they they grew up working together uh, in the fitness industry. Um, My dad was at Life Fitness and Ron was 24 hours, so they've been close, probably 20 years they were close for until Ron passed. Um, And then, uh, so we used to go on family vacations with them, we'd go to Vail uh, for spring break. And, uh, obviously we were all similar ages with my brother and sister and the two of them. So it was always fun, uh, getting to see them. And then, uh, once I turned pro, I was lucky enough to be out in California. So I was staying at their house before training camp every year for a couple of weeks. And, uh, Wyatt was there, Cole was in and out and just Ron and Trista were the best. They're my West coast family. I always called them. And, um, I loved staying there. It was always a good time. And they, uh, they're a riot as you guys know. No, absolutely. Let's talk about a couple of those trips. I remember them talking about the Disneyland trips. You guys are in the room, I'm fucking chilling out, and then someone, the thing is, CT thinks he's fucking David Goggins, and I know he's just like bumping into people, <laughs> giving you an inspirational oh, speech. Yeah, that guy he's like, just every time he sees what, what's he doing? What's he doing? Tell me about that, Mr. He, Al, he's, Mr. Al Pacino. He's about six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds, and he's I don't know five nine. Yeah. Buck ten something wet, everybody. Guy hasn't played a sport oh, in 10 years, shit. but he's always training for something. He thinks he's he's prepping Mr. for something big. Mr. Marathon. Hey, stay hard, baby. Stay hard, Mr. Yeah, he does marathons. Like, like, I've never seen a marathoner with, with a body as big as his. So, yeah, dude. Unless we're going to the, the North Pole or something, buddy. What are we doing there, CT? Oh, like, what the hell? I had, uh, I had shoulder surgery my first year pro, and I stayed with the Thompsons while I was yeah. recovering. And then, like, for two years since, he's – He's gone after that shoulder every time, trying to see. Oh, oh, I just want to test. I want to make sure it's all right. <laughs> that, that probably doesn't work anymore. I could probably get you now. I'm just. He's just. He's just waiting for the day. Well, just know you know how it gets bodyguards that if that ever happens again, just know we're coming out of the wings and we're gonna get CT <laughs> with some freaking elbows, baby. Uh, oh, I'm way more worried about Wyatt than Cold. Dude, oh, Wyatt. God. God, let's talk about him. He's that kid is just the sweetest. I mean, he's just such a sweet guy. He's a dumb. He, if you're having a bad day, Jacob, as you can probably imagine, he's the one that like uplifts you. You know, oh, he's <clears> he's always a pot. And it's funny. The last time I saw him was in Fort Lauderdale. He was on his way, I think, to the Dominican to go work at a yeah. surf resort. Right, like, who does that? He's he's literally the most interesting man in the world. Just kind of going through doing all these stuff and just kind of finding himself. He's been on awesome trips. 
I love hearing from him and hearing about where he's been and what he's doing because he's all over the map. And like, you could literally stick that kid anywhere and he'd be like, this is the coolest. Like, this is great. He could have no roof, no food. He'd be like, this is fun. Like, yeah, we should do this. It's it's raining. There's cockroaches up your butt camping. I'm like, dude, this is the best. That's he's awesome, biggest, but no, he, yeah, he's the ahead. biggest he's the biggest sweetheart he's so down to earth that kid and he i mean we talk every day and then yeah. you got cole he calls like my al pacino he goes in every room and he gets everyone fired up i love him i love Absolutely. that about him. he thinks he's he's a mini ron we always say that about exactly dude hands down that that's how they are we went to a bachelor party with with uh cole we can't spare too many details but just riling everybody up getting everybody going like they 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 just getting the bumps going dude like that kid that family is great but we certainly wanted to start with them and you know obviously you know god bless ron and and their family that's a great great family so and it's cool with stuff like this where that brings people together now us meeting like this it's very neat and um absolutely I, i thought we should start with them um i think Corey, let's get in maybe to you know the hockey career and how Jacob got to start. Well, I'm going to get into the family stuff first. You're a dad now. Sure. Absolutely. You're a dad now. Yeah. And, and not, only a, not only a dad, but a girl dad. So yeah, what's exactly. it, what's it's it been like? right now? That's, it's that's a big, yeah. Shout out to Kobe. Kobe Brown. You're a big Kobe guy. Um, yeah. What's it oh, been yeah. like taking on the father role, you know, this new chapter with you? It's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. And honestly, uh, with COVID, I think our season stopped uh, two weeks before she was born. And then we didn't have any hockey for 10 months. So I, I've been able to, to be around. I was there for the whole first 10 months and it was awesome every day, just getting to see her and watch her grow. And it's like every day she's changing. And even now she's rapidly every day. It seems like something new happens. Um, and it's been, it's been a blast. She's almost a year and a half now. Um, she's running around. She's, she's not talking as far as formed words, but she's bossing you around. You know what she's saying and she's knows what she's telling you what to do. Um, and she's she's a riot every day. Is, every day is a blast. Does she get that from mom or dad? The, the nah, mom, mom. mom All right. I think a little bit. Okay. I, mean, I got two two women telling me what to oh, do. Oh man, do you have pets that are girls too? Uh, no, I've got a dog. Boomer. Okay. He's, Boomer. He's, honestly, he's the one that's got the shaft, but he's my buddy. That's he's. <laughs> I got to make sure to take care of him because he's he's been all over the world and back with me. So. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> we got to jump into your family. Everyone in your family down the lineup is all athletes. I mean, you guys were just born to win. And I, I <laughs> love, I love that. You got to give me the background on everyone from top to bottom on what, you know, what sports and all the above. Yeah. So my dad, uh, he played football his whole life, uh, growing up and he, uh, went to East Tennessee state and wound up, uh, bouncing around the NFL for two or three years with the dolphins, the Redskins and the saints. Um, you know, and then he had some injuries or whatever. And, um, so he was always, uh, he was undersized, but it's funny. I'm six, six, but he was always five ten, five eleven, um, and, uh, just kind of willed his way, uh, to the NFL and, uh, did that for a little bit. And then my mom was a all American in high school water polo player. Um, and then, yeah, obviously my brother plays pro hockey as well. He's three years older than me. This will be his, I want to say ninth year, maybe. Um, this will be my, or maybe it's his 10th because I think this is my eighth coming up. And then my sister played softball, um, and did dance growing up and then figure skated. And then, uh, she wound up playing club softball at Florida state. So yeah, we've always been, uh, athletic, athletically inclined. And, uh, it was always a big focus in our family, you know, getting out and uh, exercising and, uh, playing sports. 
So competitive, I would imagine. Everybody's pretty competitive in the Magna House. Yeah, you know what? And it was good. Like, Jason is a forward. I'm a defenseman. We were yeah. at a three-year gap. And then she's obviously being a girl. So we're always very competitive, but not uh, to the point where it got overwhelming with each other. There was always a little separation. So that worked out. That's you, awesome, you, you and Jason, I mean, we talked about this. Like, the podcast is our passion. We love doing this and stuff. Um, and if we could do anything else, it'd be playing hockey. But you and your brother, <laughs> you and your brother are chasing the same dream. You're doing the same thing. So to have him alongside of you for, you know, for this wild journey, like, what's it been like? What's the feeling like to, to have him with you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been awesome. And, you know, he's always been, like I said, he's three years, three years older. So he's always kind of been a step ahead where I've kind of followed along the same path that he did, whether it was playing triple uh, A and then going to juniors in the USHL and then uh, college and then obviously turning pro. So we actually, my first year in junior was his second year. And then we both left junior at the same time to go to college. So we were freshmen together. He was three years older, but we were able to go as freshmen, which was unbelievable. And then of course he leaves after one year to turn pro. Um, and I stayed for two more and then turn pro. So it's always, it's always great to have somebody to kind of as a model and having to be your brother made it better than I could have ever imagined. And it's, it's been a blast to watch his career. Um, and obviously being able to go through the same stuff together has been uh, very beneficial. You know, what's great about that is, you know, like you said, when you're going through the motions, you can ask him about some opinions that he had, like on the day to day, your day to day and kind of compare your notes. Like, all right, that's normal. Maybe that's not so normal. That's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just bouncing things off each other. And I, w- I wish we could have had a couple more years in college to, to play together, but obviously mm-hmm. his, it was his time to turn pro and, um, then we're hoping eventually one of these days we'll get to sign in the same place and play yeah. together again, but we'll just have to, to wait and see. Put that would ma- be cool. Put the yeah. man on the same PP. Let's go. Let's get noisy. <laughs> Let's get fucking noisy. <laughs> same PK for sure. I don't know about same that. PK? Oh, no. Am I getting ahead yeah. of myself? <laughs> still still yeah, knocking somebody out. Hey, that big body. Six come on, on, Just pop your arm front. On. The team's Let's go. It'd be like the suicide squad out there. Fucking PP. Let's get noisy. Um, so getting drafted, tell me about that. Like, how was that for you and the excitement around it? Yeah, it was kind of weird because it was my second year of being eligible to get drafted. My first year I talked to probably four five, six teams and I was thinking I was going to get drafted. I was excited. And then, uh, I watched it, didn't get drafted or anything. So then the second year rolled around and I really wasn't paying attention to it. I had talked to a couple teams, but I was like, you know what? I probably won't get drafted. It is what it is. And then uh, I was in Omaha for school. We were there all summer, uh, found out I got drafted. And then obviously I was super excited. It was pretty surreal that it was the Anaheim Ducks. Um, And then I think three days later, I flew out for a development camp. So it was a bit of a whirlwind, but it was obviously a great experience. I was super thankful. um, And it was a great place to uh, develop and start my career. So you'd been to California before that, or was that your first time in Cali? Yeah, I had been. Um, we played actually when I was in uh, midgets, we went out for like a showcase type thing. We played like five or six games uh, against like the junior Kings and uh, I forget the Cal the wave. I think there's, there's a couple yeah. other LA hockey club. That's, yeah. You got so it. I, I'd yeah. been there a couple of times, um, but this was my first time. It was great. Like I'm pretty sure I got to see Ron and Trissa and Wyatt and Cole that I hadn't seen in a while. Um, and I think I spent a couple extra days out there to hang out with them. Um, it was, it was so much fun. Yeah, to, to have that, to have them here, knowing that you know you're drafted in Cali and you got them. You know, yeah, absolutely. And it, was, it was an unknown, and it gave me a little bit of security and for sure. um, familiarity that I was. It definitely helped. Absolutely. Yeah. So, 
Go ahead, Bob. No, I think it's like you honing in on their family. I think it's so cool that you had that West Coast family here. And it kind of gets, you know, the day-to-day, you know, food and love yeah. and support. You know, your parents being on the East Coast, that must have like one last thing to worry about, focus on hockey. Yeah, absolutely. And it even it helped even more come training camps when I was pro where you know what, I'm staying at the hotel, but I can go down 45 minutes and get a home cooked meal and relax and get away from it. Cause it is training camps, probably the most stressful experience you'll have as a hockey player um, and doing it over and over again, every year, it's always nice to be able to get away while you're in it and go relax and have some family time. And um, yeah. I leaned on them quite a bit uh, for that. And it was, it was always great to get away. That's yeah, I know, cool. Yeah. I know Tris is like a second mom to you. So she's like, she's like a complete saint. And she's the and like she, her and my mom have so many similarities, and it's like it, it's unbelievable when when they're together. They're great friends, but it's it almost feels like I'm at home when I'm in Tris's house. She's the best, like you said. I mean, we still go there to this day. If we're having a long day, it's like come to the jacuzzi. We'll get a pizza. Just come on in. <laughs> Just and whatever you need. Right. It's the hotel resort. Yeah. Call concierge. I'm like, you guys are like the best family I've ever met. So yeah, we hear you, man. That's so cool. So, so Megs being in here, you know, being here in Cali playing for the Ducks organization, how was that playing for like San Diego and, and Anaheim and, and all that? Well, first and foremost, San Diego is probably the best, the best spot you can play in the American league. It was weird. Yeah. So my first year I was in Norfolk, um, right. where, which is where the American league team was. And then uh, we, we moved out here and they, they brought us in at the end of the season uh, to black ace for the Ducks. And they took like five of us down to San Diego and they, they showed us the game rink. They showed us where the practice room is going to be. And they're like, this is, this is going to be it. And we were like, okay, cool. Like no one really knew one way or the other. And then we get there. And I think we had 8,000 fans every night. Like Jeremy Roenick was on the glass for the first game. And we had like terror. We had, there was fog. The entire game was awful. Like we had <laughs> laps in between whistles. From the beginning. Yeah. The fog. Yeah. But you just knew it was going to be the coolest thing ever. And there was so much excitement for the team and energy. And we had a new coach. And it was just, you knew right right away it was going to be such an unbelievable experience. And that whole Western Conference, I'm happy to be back in it because right. it's it's awesome. The travel's awesome. The teams, the way they treat you, it's, it's a whole nother level. Um, and obviously being in Anaheim was a lot of fun too. Uh, I loved the way, you know, we got, I I grew up playing or came up playing with a lot of the guys that wound up making the ducks. So there was always familiarity when I was called up that I knew certain guys. Um, And it was just really cool. You know, they had guys like Scott Niedermeyer. I remember going to lunch with him when I was in San Diego. I remember him being around just all these guys that were unbelievable players. I mean, even Tom Marshot obviously had a great career and he's with the team since he was there since I got drafted. He was the, the guy that I talked to on the phone when I was in college. Um, so it just, you know, to be around those kind of guys and guys that have done it once Stanley cups was just a surreal experience. You know, not the knock that's beautiful, you know, not the knock ducks fans, but there's just a different breed of fans in San Diego compared to Anaheim. In my yeah, opinion, you know, it's sure. just different and it's and I just better it down there. Maybe, in San Diego. Yeah. It's maybe a smaller, I don't know if it's a smaller community, but it's the same, like it's, it's more of a tight knit setup where like they love their hockey down there. And there's, I oh. mean, they're, they should if I was any pro sport I would be dying to get a team in there because NBA would kill it NHL would kill it. any any sport would would just I can't believe the Chargers left um, I know I mean it is what it is but like sports would absolutely thrive in San Diego it's it's such a cool city 
The fans love it. It's, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I can't say enough about it. There were some nights I was falling asleep at Honda Center and Ducks games, but I'd go down to party with the $2 beers down at the San Diego. Yeah, Friday, Bulls night, it, was just, it was just different, baby. It was just different. And it's an old rink. It's not, it's, oh, it's a, a long rusty time. old barn. Oh and, my God. You know, we, we would only go for game days. We were, we had our own practice rink and the facility there is great. Um, but guys loves coming in there and every team that you talk to that's like oh we can't wait to go to san diego but it was because the fans and then they got to go out after and it was just an awesome awesome town to go out in so that that's so cool you got you got pb in the nightlife yeah you got pb you can go downtown if you want to do that like there's just so many exactly. options it's right. it's funny like i remember there'd be times when Wyatt and cole would come down just to they come to a game and then we'd go out yeah and it was just it was a blast like it's 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 funny how many people want to come visit you when you're still, when you're playing hockey in San Diego, <laughs> you kind of want to have extra rooms in your place. That's true. No, and and like Bobby said, Pachanga is like it's a rock and bar. Like it's oh. loud. It's, it's oh, wild. Yeah, it's loud. They, they it's do loud. they do yeah. a great job. The the uh, Matt Savant and the guy that was there for him, like the president, mm-hmm. they they've done a great job with the fan engagement and just getting like the town behind it. And it's it's awesome. Even like the the charity events and the team events we do outside the rink. It's always super crowded. People love talking to players, and it's a really rewarding experience. I would see people waiting outside for you guys late night. Yeah, so we like late the one our first playoff run. I remember we got back, we got in, or we were leaving for Texas, and we had like a six a.m. flight. So it was like four four o'clock in the morning. We had to show up to the rink for the buses, and there was just a lineup of fans. No. It was so, and it was like so early. I'm just like, oh my god, like. How cool is this? And they they treated you like the fans thought we were we were NHL. Like it was it was awesome the way they treated. And I, I'm pretty sure the last two years before COVID, we we had more the most fans in the league more than Hershey, which has been the leader in that forever. That town loves loves the Hershey Bears, and um, it was pretty impressive that they were able to do that. Yeah, it's grown it's grown like crazy. One thing I got to bring up though is that you know your your roommate in San Diego was Shea Theodore. That's your yep. boy, Theo. He was my roommate for two years. Yeah, me so, and uh, me and Shay. You and Shay. So what's what's that relationship been like with you and Shay? But I mean, him playing in Vegas, I think that brought out the best in his game. You know, what's, what's absolutely that? that him getting traded there was the best thing that could have happened for him. I, I think uh, you know he came up in Anaheim. He was a young kid, and I think sometimes he struggled just with confidence. Like he's he's an unbelievable skater. He's a great hockey player, right. and I think it was hard for him. Um, being in that lineup where they were poised to win and it was you, a situation where he really couldn't afford to make mistakes. And if he did, he, he would kind of get down on himself and um, they'd get frustrated. And it was one of those things where you knew how talented he was. You just had to give him some rope and he would flourish. And uh, obviously he's done that in Vegas. He's, uh, he's been really consistent the last couple of years. I think he's only going to get better and he'll wind up being a top 10 defenseman in the league if he's not already and uh it's been it's been great to watch him and i keep in touch when i was in vegas i obviously stayed with him uh during training camp and stuff so it's uh it's been a, a wild ride and now i got montour who was my other good buddy he's down in florida um after being up in buffalo so it's it's crazy the guys you play with uh coming up and see where they go even if they don't we don't none of us ended up with anaheim but uh we've all kind of bounced around here and it's been, it's been fun to watch yeah, no, I think the Ducks are still scratching their head on what the fuck they did wrong there. So, yeah, I think it, I think the league is because you know what that that first expansion draft you saw this time around nobody did anything like that. But the first time, no one really knew what to expect, what, what to do, and you saw a bunch of teams make decisions they didn't want to, or that kind yeah. of came back to bite them. 
Um, but they didn't know it was, it had been a while. And I think they, Vegas did a good job kind of manipulating the situation and it worked out for them being as competitive as they were right off the hop. Absolutely. I was just talking to someone today actually about how I think Vegas was the first to do it. And then they, all the GMs kind of learned and the teams learned thereafter. Yeah, they weren't going to happen, happen again. 100%. 100%. So playing in Anaheim for those years, and, and I know you made up to the, the Ducks a few times and went back down. What was the, What's it like to go up, play, and then come back down, I guess, for you to stay even keel during those times and those moments? When yeah, you know what? It's hard. Um, the first the first time I, I got called up right at the end of the year, and I kind of knew it was more like a reward for playing really well. Um, and I played my first game uh, against the Blackhawks, and that was unbelievable experience. Um, and then they, they kept me up there for like a week or two and it was great. I was just happy to be there. You know what? And then the next season I wound up uh, making it out of training camp because they had a couple injuries and uh, it was, it was very nerve wracking. I would say you, you go up there the first time and you're worried about what's going to happen the next day. Am I going to be here? And it's, it's hard, but you really just got to kind of focus on kind of taking it one day at a time. Um, and then I went, I wound up going down and it's hard to at the same time too once you go down you, it's the worst feeling in the world right the, the best feeling in the world is getting called up the worst feeling in the world is going down um so it, it is tough and it sometimes it takes you a little bit to find your game but um you know it was always nice to know i was going back to a situation where um i knew everybody there they liked me the dallas eakins was the coach down there and he was great for me all the time um just kind of being in my ear and um if i ever had issues or anything i could always go to him and talk to him about it and he helped me a lot. And then the last time I was up, I, I wound up finishing the year up, which was awesome. And then I went down for the playoff run, which was so awesome. Being being the captain down in San Diego, um, I was excited to go back down there and see how far we could we could push it. And, uh, you know, we wound up losing in the Western Finals, but I, I really believe that team was good enough to win it all. And I think we just kind of ran out of gas towards the end, but um, we definitely had a legitimate chance. And I would say that's the first team I've been on uh, that I felt really could have won the whole thing. What was it like playing for Dallas? I know he gets mixed reviews out here. I personally like the guy, but what was your opinion of him playing so for him? It's funny because, yeah, the guy, guys who had him um, in Edmonton obviously didn't go well, and then he came in. I didn't really know what to expect, but he was awesome from day one. Um, great with me, great with the guys. I thought, like, as far as being a leader, that that's what a leader looked like to me from – from his pregame speeches to his organization to how he ran things, we were run like an NHL team from from the day, from the get go, and it, it was awesome. Like he really had his his belief system and his structure that he wanted, and it took even the first year we didn't have it all the way because we didn't have the personnel. The second year we got closer, and then the third, fourth year we were kind of a well-oiled machine where we got the right guys in, we got the wrong guys out, and he was able to really implement everything he wanted to. And I mean, the results were were outstanding and um i don't know how it's been obviously i left after that uh his last year down there when he got with the ducks i um as far as what's been going on up there but i as far everything i dealt with him was was awesome and he's a guy that i would i would go to bat for in a heartbeat he was he was great for my career and um just loved playing for him yeah, that yeah. was a, that was the beautiful thing that i mean he was familiar with all the players down yep, yep. down in San Diego and then they all got brought up to Anaheim and I mean you already got fam familiarity there yeah okay. for sure and I think those guys and the thing is you know it is a different level up there where things aren't the same it's not as yeah. much of a, a league where you feel like it's it's as, I don't want to say it's as, as personable but he is the head coach and he's got to kind of have more of a defined role 
Um, and there is less practice time. There's less stuff like that. You're, you're traveling, you're playing every other night. Um, so you don't get to do a lot of the stuff you can as a, as a coach in the American League with, with team bonding and getting buy-in. Um, and obviously there's, there's some guys that have been in the league a long time that are up there. And, um, you know, I, I hope it works out for him uh, and they have a, a better year this year and keep building. Um, but, uh, you know, he was, he was awesome for me. And I can't say enough about him. Hey guys, chillers. Listen, I have to update you real quick. We just got picked up by a new huge sponsor in Manscaped. This is big time. I'm telling you, they came knocking on our door saying, hey, we're going to take care of you. We believe in you. And you got to get all dialed in. Well, guess what? You're dialed in with us. You got to get on the Manscaped program. Dusty, explain what's going on here. Hey, we got this great interview with Jacob Magna, uh, NHL pro defenseman, and he's talking about defending the crease. Well, you got to defend your crease, okay? And those tendies down below. With the 4.0 lawnmower by Manscaped, it has engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredible, comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. It feels like I'm lifting the cup every time I do it. It's great. See, how do your boys feel? I'm walking out to my balcony with this ocean view in Dana Point, the heart of Dana Point. Everyone gets to see my jewels, my clean, fresh, manscaped body. And I'm telling you, listen, you got to get your 20% off on the free shipping. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AREWECHILL, A-R-E-W-E-C-H-I-L-L, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code. You'll get a nice chunk out of it, you know, for a nice discount. A-R-E-W-E-C-H-I-L-L. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. On to the episode, baby. Let's go. I was going to say, one thing that stands out to me about your game is not only, you know, do you have size, you're a big kid, and you're a great defenseman, but you've, been, you've taken on the leadership role. I mean, the past few teams you've been on, San Diego, you got the C. Uh, with Chicago, you got the A, and now you're, you got the C pretty quick, too, when you went to San Jose. What's that been like, you know, taking on the leadership role, being a good example to the young guys you've, you've been a part of with the, the teams that you've been on? Yeah, it's definitely something I, I've grown into. I think back on when I was in uh, my third year in San Diego, where um, I wore the A every night, but uh, uh, it was kind of, that's when it first was expected, kind of that I was supposed to be a leader and, and lead. And then even when I wore the C to now, um, it's I've, I've grown so much in that regard and just being more vocal. I've, I've always kind of led by example and, and doing things the right way, but just kind of figuring out what young guys need, what older guys need, and just trying to be uh, available for everybody, regardless of what situation they're in and trying to get the best out, out of the team, out of the individuals. And um, it's something I've really, I've really worked to improve on. And uh, it's meant a lot to me, especially uh, this past year coming to a new organization and, and then giving me to see uh, after after training camp was a big honor. And you know what I I have to say, like being around Ryan Getzlaff, um was awesome in that regard. He's yeah. uh, him and Corey Perry. Corey's a little quieter, but Getz, as far as being a captain and a leader, just those guys are gamers and they just bring it. And right. they're like they're awesome. They're awesome to be around. Awesome to learn from. Um, and you see what happens when somebody's got command of a room and respect from everybody that. Uh, that's in that room. And uh, it's definitely been, been helpful for me leaning on those experiences and even being around Dallas, you know, what I thought as far as leadership goes, he was one of the best. And, um, and even Rocky Thompson, who I had in Chicago was, was great for me in that regard too. So I've definitely learned, learned from quite a few people and picked things up along the way, but it's, 
something I'm always looking to improve upon with my game. Um, obviously, I'm looked at as that um, with the teams I've been on. So it's important for me to, to try and do the best I can in that regard as well. Yeah, you see guys like Getz, Pears, even Eakins, and even Marchant as you're coming in. Those are amazing examples for you. And then now bringing that into a room like they have up in the with the Barracudas. You know, what is like your best advice for any kid getting into the league at 18 and trying to break in for them to maybe not lose confidence as they're starting up? Yeah, you know what? I, honestly, the, the hardest thing I think for the young guys is just getting into a routine, figuring out a routine and sticking to it. And that, that's what you have to do in pro hockey because the most important thing for young guys is they want to see you bring it every night. And that's hard. It's not easy to show up every night and have your have your best game. And you're not going to have – there's going to be nights when you feel like shit and you're not you're not playing well, but you got to figure out a way to be effective. And that's that's tough, but it's one of those things where you have to believe that you're, you're going to lean on your preparation and your habits and the stuff you do in order to, to bring your best as often as you can. It's not going to be 82 games or 68 games, but as often as you can and just not losing confidence. Like you said, it's, it's tough. It's a tough league. The American league sometimes is tougher than the NHL for young guys. And it's one of those things where you have to have the habits. And um, it's something that I try to help the young guys with and just kind of, so, and then you get some guys too, who try and they put so much pressure on themselves to succeed and they don't have the success. And then they get down. It's like, Hey, like, you're 21, you're 22, like you're going to figure it out. Like just mm. keep doing what you're doing or keep like follow the, the blueprint that you've kind of set out. And if you don't have one, watch the, these older guys and you'll see like this guy's been in the league for 10 years. This guy's been in the league for 12, 15 years. So you'll see why, like you'll figure it out. And, and it's one of those things where you just got to believe in yourself and you can't come in and think, you know, it all, or think it's junior where you can just kind of float around and do, mm. like, it's a whole nother level. And it's, it's tough. Like it's a tough league. So, I mean, you see, and it's funny now, like the Barracuda last year, I would say are probably the youngest team uh, I've ever been a part of. And a lot of guys from day one to the end of the season, the, the transformation, the growth is, it's incredible to see in some of those young guys where it's, it doesn't happen overnight, but then you see, man, look at where you were uh, game one, game two, game three versus game 40. It's, it's, it's amazing to watch. And that's what the league's there for, right? You want to develop these guys, you want to win. And hopefully, you know, everybody gets their, their chance to get, to get called up. What's it been like living in NorCal? It's all new to you and, and your wife, and I'm sure. So what's, yeah, different. it's different to SoCal. It's I'll different tell you SoCal. what, it's, it's expensive. The rent, I mean, rent it from is. San Diego to here is about yeah. the same. It's crazy. I keep picking places to, uh, to play that are just through the roof, but uh, I actually really like it. I, I hadn't seen much of San Jose as a visiting team. You kind of just, go downtown where there's not much and you go to the rink and you're out of there, but we live in Campbell and it's, it's awesome. My family loves it. There's no, no beach like San Diego, but there's some nice little towns and uh, there's really good golf out here. The weather, I don't, this California weather just, it's like a simulation. I just, every day is the same and it's just, it's beautiful. So it's uh, we love, we love the weather. We love being out here We're going for walks, especially with the dog and the baby. And, you know, you wake up in the morning, it's a little cool. You put on a sweatshirt and then by, freaking noon you're you're sweating like crazy and it's the summertime so it's it's been great we like it um it's nice to get a little change of scenery I'm, i miss san diego uh for sure um but it's it's nice to be in the warm weather still and your folks they're out in florida correct they're yeah they're down in fort lauderdale oh nice that's so awesome it's, yeah i just coming from there it's it's hot I don't talk about hot. That's why it's you got to. That's something you got to adjust to with that humidity so it's it's very different but still the same 
same uh, beautiful weather. So. so for the most part, you've been close to water most of your career. Yeah, I've been and for, like, and I grew childhood. up in Chicago, but yeah, my, oh, pro, my pro career, I went from Norfolk, which was on the water, yeah. San Diego, Anaheim, pretty close. And then, yeah, back to Chicago for one year. And then now we're back in San Jose. So try, try to stick to the coasts. There you go. What is the outlook this year for you guys? How, how's it looking and, and what's the mentality going into it? So, yeah, you know, well, the, the Sharks, I mean, they've, they've struggled the last two years, kind of like the Ducks have, but you know what? They've got some unbelievable players and unbelievable talents from, you know, Eric Carlson, Brent Burns, um, Logan Couture. Like, they got some horses. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever been on a team that's that talented top-heavy-wise with all-stars and guys that have won awards. It's, you know, they're they're really good. And if th- I mean, if those guys have good years, they're going to be right in the mix of it. Um, you know, for me personally, I'm, I'm hoping now um, to get – get a chance up there and get called up and, and find a way to stick, you know, being uh, in Anaheim, I was able to break through and, and find, find some games in Vegas. It didn't work out um, for whatever reason, but now being here with my third team, you know, I'm 28. So I'm, I'm still young enough, hopefully to get uh, another couple cracks at this and uh, get called up and see if I can stick. You're a baby, dude. You're totally fine. You're going to be just fine. <laughs> That's what I keep telling me. You're a baby. He's You're a baby. A baby. He's, a, he's a big You're baby. baby. I'm 34. I'm 34. I could be your dad, I'm okay? Develop a little later, yeah. Say, I yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I'm still getting better. You know, that's one of those things where I'm, I'm taking as good a care of my body as I can. I'm still getting stronger, still getting, yeah. um, still improving my skating, uh, my footwork, things like that. So, I'm, uh, you know, I still feel like I'm, I'm nowhere near uh, the down the downside of my career. I'm still still kind of trending upward in my opinion. So you got, as I say, you got plenty of juice in you. Yeah. So is so Jason. You guys are being, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we both can find a way uh, to get, to get some games up here and, and see if we can stick and play against each other in the NHL. We've, we've played against yeah. each other in the American league, but never in the NHL yet. So that's, that's another uh, goal of ours. How is how is that when you guys are going toe to toe? Is it is it fun? I'm sure it's a blast. It's, it's how fun. Is it? So we did it. We did it in the U in junior in the USHL. Um, we actually played like two or three games during the year, and then we had a playoff series against each other, uh, which was a lot of fun. And then uh, when he was in Wilkesbury and I was in Norfolk, I was hurt. I think the first like 40 games in Norfolk, so I only played I think close to 30. Um, we got to play him uh, in Wilkesbury I think just one time. So we haven't had a ton of a ton of games against each other. And then last year. Uh, it just worked out that San Jose didn't play Colorado in the minors, so we weren't uh, able to play each other. But hopefully, hopefully soon here it's coming. Yeah, I'm sure your parents have a blast with that. On a much smaller <laughs> scale, we played roller hockey growing up, Corey and I and Dusty, and we would have college tournaments in roller where there'd be a bar in between the two rinks and be clear so you could see the boards and everything. My dad would go between the bar and us back and forth. <laughs> and he said that was the best moments of his life, watching us both play at the same time. Yeah, and I can only imagine for your mom and dad watching you guys on that level is so cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think they get a little stressed out uh, sometimes, but other than that, it's it's a blast for them and it's it's cool for the whole family. So is it one of those things where one has to one goes on one side, the other goes on the other? Or how how does it work? Oh <laughs> uh, no, they they sit together in the middle. They just try not to try not to say anything one way or the other the whole time. It's it's funny and for them being on the East Coast, it's hard for them to stay up and watch games. So half yeah. the time, my mom will be watching still. My dad will be asleep and he'll watch it in the morning. Yeah. Um, but they they do their best to uh, to make it work and get out and see us both. 
That's awesome. Going back to San Jose real quick, those fans are no fucking joke, dude. I mean, going to Ducks games, it's just different. Going up there, I was Shark afraid tank. for my I was Shark afraid tank. to wear anything Ducks colors. And I'm I'm not, I mean, dude, I'm not a pussy, but going in there, I was like, what? I'm gonna get just hung by my toes at the top of the shark tank here. Like they were <laughs> crazy upstairs. Yeah, I thought I was gonna die. Yeah, it's it's a wild arena, and they yeah, they definitely uh make it loud in there. I played I think three or four games against the Sharks when I was with Anaheim and you always knew it was going to be, be a battle and a loud building and a lot of hostility. And it's, it's funny then because I've played some games against the Barracuda uh, where it's like a day game before the Sharks game. There's nobody in there. I'm like, what? Like, how is this the same building? But uh, yeah, and last year too, with no fans anywhere, it was a weird deal, but we're excited. I think hopefully enough fans uh, will be vaccinated and no issues will come up that they'll be able to attend all the games and, uh, Get, get that atmosphere again absolutely on that note playing through the covid year i mean i can only imagine how that was like what was that day-to-day like for you guys getting to the rink and going through the protocols it was super strange and i think being in san jose we had a pretty unique setup where we had to have training camp at scottsdale because they wouldn't let us play hockey in san jose so That's we right. were in scottsdale for two months and then we were on the road that we started the season on the road purposely so that way we could buy time so it was weird. So I went from having 10 months straight with, with my daughter and family to be in two months without them at all. Oh so my it, was, God. it was strange for sure, but um, we got through it. And then as far as at the rink, every, like you literally went to the rink, you did your thing and then you went home. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't go out to eat. You couldn't do that stuff until the very end of the year. So it was, it was weird. I think we we're all thankful to be playing, um, which was important. Um, but we're looking forward to hopefully having a normal season and getting back to the normality here. Wow. That was wild. I mean, I w- we went to, we went to see Anaheim play out in, uh, Arizona last season and I, yeah, the, 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 yeah, San Jose was rolling around. I mean, it was, it, you, they Remember were, pretty, they were really strict up in NorCal with the COVID stuff. It was, yeah. So even now they just reinstituted the mask mandate where, so when you go in st- inside, you got to wear a mask in the grocery stores and stuff. Uh-huh. I was, I had no idea. I felt terrible. The guy had to give me a mask the first time I went in. Cause <laughs> I was Florida has not, has nothing going on. Oh, they never, it, it, they never had any restrictions. And even in, uh, down near Philly and they had no, nothing going on in the Northeast either. So, um, it's definitely one of the stricter places. Um, I don't know if their numbers are worse or what, what the deal is, but yeah, it was kind of uh, a little bit different there. Yeah. No, what a, what a wild time. I can't imagine going from that much time with your daughter to, to then and your wife to two months apart. That's wild. wild yeah, stuff. it was, it was tough and it was, it was hard on everybody, but at least she was with her family uh, up in, up in Pennsylvania. So it was good that she had the support system, but it definitely got to be long, long days and a lot of FaceTiming and, Nice. Um, we were definitely thankful when it when it was all over and they were able to come out. Great, that's awesome. Back, yeah, to get back to your little girl, that was uh, that must have been a great feeling. Right? Yeah, Changing, it was man. it was great. They actually flew to San Jose before we got there, so it was nice. I I came came back for the, or the first time we were there. We rented a place sight unseen, and uh, then I showed up. So it was great that uh, they were all there waiting for me. That's awesome. So kind of winding down here, Jacob, is I know you got to get back to that beautiful family of yours. So, you know, and we always say this on this podcast and it's, you know, this is also very inspirational to people when they're listening to it. Doing what you've done so far, and I'm very confident you're going to continue to be amazing in and out of the rink. And we can't wait to meet you in person. And we got to get, we'll, we'll come visit you at one of the games for sure. Perfect. Um, 
you know, when you're done playing hockey, but really just done on this earth in general, you know, what do you want people to remember you by? What do you want people to remember that magna last name when you're, when you're gone? What, what's the lasting impression you'd like to leave on your legacy here uh, in this wonderful world? Wow. Man? Yeah, man. And you with that. Honestly, just, just a guy that uh, did things the right way and always looked out for, for his family and his, his people. You know, it's something where those are the people that really their opinion matters to you. Um, and if they can remember you in a positive light and you could say, you know what, I, I, I did the right thing hundred um, percent of the time, whether it worked out or didn't, you know, it was, I had the best intentions and, you know, just a guy, I, I've always taken a lot of pride in the work I put in um, whether, whether it pays off or not, it's, it's something that's gotten me to, to the point I'm at. And that's something that I look to continue to do that find a way to maximize whatever skill or abilities I have um, and whatever, whatever it is I'm doing, whether it's hockey or as a dad or as a brother, or as a friend. I love that. It's great. So Be- beautifully said. Yeah. Um, Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't yeah, lose. You, you see that. it back there. You see it that's, back there. That's we live, perfect. We live by it. I know you do too. <laughs> oh, Texas I still got to watch. I still got to dude. You're going to hate me, Jacob. I still got to watch that show, man. I am oh, way behind. I'm sorry. That's that's right. I'm sorry. Hey, drop the gloves when you see me. You can drop the gloves when you see me. (laughs) But yeah, dude, go ahead. Chirping, chirping, man. Yeah, come get me. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Don't worry. Uh, Well, I've I've had a pleasure. I I loved hanging out with you and why uh, first time we met and uh, look forward to many more memories together. And uh, when you come down on a roadie in SoCal, we'll grab the Thompson boys. We'll have a lot of fun. Absolutely. You know what? Cole was the one person I think I got to go on the road and I had dinner with him uh, when we were in Ontario because he was right by uh, Escondido there where or it was Escondido or uh, El Segundo. Yeah. So we were, right. he took me down to Manhattan Beach and we had we had dinner and it was, it was a blast to see him. So definitely next time we're down there, we'll, sure. uh, we'll definitely have to get together and, and have a good old time. We will. I'll come up to see you. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. a one day trip to San Luis. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. That's easy. Know. That's we easy. Will. There you go. We'll have some fun. I was in Marina. I was in Marina Del Rey that night too. He told me. I was like, "Why didn't you just call me?" Well, I was next door to you. Come on, oh, CT. Man. That's that, that's cool. He was. He's. You know, sometimes he's a little, little protective. He wanted. He wanted to have yeah. it himself, maybe. Yeah. I, I tried to get Wyatt to come, and even yeah. Wyatt. I don't know. Maybe he told Wyatt. No, I'm not sure. You know, we'll, we'll shoulder. He, we're gonna shoulder check he, him when we see. CT's him. a one-on-one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? He's gonna try and try and beat me up again. Dude, we'll knock him out. Don't even worry. Uh, Jacob, we, we can't thank you enough. You're, you're an amazing guy. We can't wait. To, I can't wait to meet you in person too, man. So we'll make it happen. Absolutely. But thanks, thanks so much for jumping on today. Dude. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me and best of luck here. You guys, you guys are doing great. Thank you, brother. Thanks, we'll man. talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Jacob, best of luck this season with the San Jose Barracuda. We just can't thank you enough for jumping on the Are We Chill podcast. As always, please like, subscribe, and review the Are We Chill podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and anywhere you can find podcasts today. Everybody, thank you so much for the support. This has been so much fun. And as always, please listen to this song. <laughs>